The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, big news listeners. It's Santa here. I've got my own big news that I'd like to share with you. I'll be at Elf Town in Galway from Friday, November 24th. In case you didn't know already, Elf Town is Ireland's most entertaining and interactive experience at the Galway Racecourse. It's where children receive a written invite and a golden ticket from me by post to visit Elf Town. So, please come to visit me, Mrs. Claus, my adorable reindeers, my hard-working elves, Jack Frost, and many more. Get your golden ticket now at elftown.ie. See you at Elf Town. Ho, ho, ho! Hello and welcome to the Big News Coming Soon podcast and this week it's a podcast with a difference. You already know that I used to work in radio and as part of radio we used to do outside broadcasts. So it wouldn't be uncommon that we would broadcast live from a business or a location or an event. And I've always had a dream, uh, not maybe not a dream, but a, a kind of a goal to do one bring the podcast somewhere live and hopefully it's going to be the first of many. So I've decided to come to the Christmas markets here in Galway and do a podcast inside the big wheel. Every time the big wheel goes around, we're going to have a new guest. So we're going to have four special guests and our last guest is going to be an international superstar. So stay tuned 
and wait for that guest. We're going to have music, we're going to have chat, we're going to have impressions, we're going to have an international superstar and it's all thanks to Elftown. So Elftown are the sponsor of this particular podcast. Now I have to say something and listen to me. There is no big wheel at Elftown because I know people are going to watch this and then they're going to go to Elftown and they're going to say, where was the big wheel? The big wheel is in Galway at the Christmas markets. They're not sponsoring this podcast. It's just we thought we'd do something a little bit quirky. But the podcast is sponsored by Elftown. What is Elftown? Elftown is one of the most magical experiences in the world. Not in Ireland, in the world. Four floors, four buildings. You've got Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, reindeers, Jack Frost. Jack Frost lives in a real ice house. You've got the elves, over 60 elves, making sure everyone is in and out and all the toys are ready on time. So thank you very much indeed to Elftown. If you'd like to go there, places are filling up very fast. It sells out every year. So check out elftown.ie and book your place now. I guarantee you, the next time you go online and you look for your particular slot or your particular date, it's going to be gone. So don't delay, elftown.ie. Thanks to Barry and all the team there for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So let's get started. We've got four guests. We're going to actually, do you know what we do? Before we talk to the four guests, we might get the owner of the big wheel in here because an interesting story, I actually know the owner of the big wheel. We go back 10 or 12 years back from my days when I used to be a DJ. He used to run a nightclub, would you believe, in Bundoran. So we'll start by chatting to Lewis, who's the owner, and we'll take it from there. Lewis Wilmot. Lewis, thanks a million for having us. That's right, Alan. Thanks for having us on. What people don't know is me and you know each other. Yeah, we go back a long way. I think it's 10 years, 11 years now at this stage. So how we know each other is I used to be an international superstar DJ and you used to run a nightclub in Bundoran called Aqua, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it, yeah. And I used to DJ down in Aqua for Lewis. So Lewis, tell us here about the big wheel. How did you get involved in the big wheel? How does, what age are you first of all? I'm 30. How does a 30-year-old end up owning two big wheels? Uh, it's a family business, to be fair. We've always been in this, you know, from generations, from my, my great-grandfather downwards, and then my father and, and me and my brother and my father own this together. It come about through, actually, a, a family friend of ours. They bought a wheel and wanted someone to take it away in the winter. We come to the market here in Galway. It was quite successful, and we ended up buying our own one. And then the following year, we bought a second one because we got we got offers for a few other markets and locations. So that's really how it come about. How many years are you here in Galway now? We started in 2016, and we had one year off during COVID. So I think that takes six years operating or seven years operating, something like that. There's huge responsibility involved. How many staff are here today? Uh, there's seven of us here today. And is insurance a nightmare for you? Because even people that are renting out bicycles down in North Mayo are struggling with insurance. Your insurance must be just impossible to get. Yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly proved difficult the last couple of years um, and a bit tricky, but you know, we always get over it. We're quite resilient, but it has been a lot more of a nightmare than previous last 10, 20 years. Everyone in this industry. I done a story during the week about the best the best Christmas markets in Ireland and abroad, and the one thing that came up the whole time there's a lot of there's a lot of competition out there. People are saying that Winterville in Waterford is better than Galway. You'd know because you're involved in both of them. I can't comment on that because I'm at both. <laughs> to be fair, they're both very good, and I advise you to go to both of them. Yeah, is there anything different in Winterville that Galway could learn from, and vice versa? Yeah, it's different. Winterville's totally different to Galway. Galway is great because everything is packed into one location, okay? So it makes it easier for the organisers to, you know, do lighting, makes props, things like that, where Waterford is more spread out. But that's also good because then 
the city then feeds off of it and there's a bit more for people to spread their day and fill out. So it's two different dynamics totally, but um, both are very, very good. The other thing that came up a lot in my DMs during the week was the price and people were kind of saying, you know, Christmas markets can be quite expensive. But at the same time, both markets that you're involved in are completely free to walk around and whether you buy a burger for 10 euro or not, that's entirely up to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, the choice is yours. I mean, no one's forcing you to get on any of these rides, attractions, buy anything. But, you know, as part and parcel of it, if you want to have a good enjoyable day out there there is a lot for people to do you know but at the end of the day i think the best thing you can do is budget yourself and when that budget's gone it's gone you know and sure look at if all else failed you could bring the ham sandwiches and have them in here on the big wheel sure of course you could yeah so tell us about the vip car here is there only one vip car or is there a few of them no we have one vip car one wheelchair accessible car and then 22 of which are regular cars the VIP is great, we get a lot of engagements on it, especially during the Christmas period. We actually had one last night. No way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you know that was going to happen? No, to be fair, it was totally out of the blue. A guy came up, big box of, uh, big bouquet of flowers, while his uh, partner was on the ride, and as she got off of it, he dropped down to one knee and proposed. No way! Yeah, yeah. So what's involved in the VIP? What do you get? What's different? Why is it a VIP car? Okay, so what makes it a bit different is, is obviously, um, it's a bit fancier seating in here. We have a table here for a um, Prosecco, really. Basically, you get a lot of booze. So you get a bottle of Prosecco, a box of chocolates, and fluffy blankets, and you have it for 25 minutes to enjoy the drink, where the other, t the other cars, you just go around three rotations. Okay, excellent, brilliant. You're only open uh, two days at this stage. Yeah. How's it going? No, it's been going good. We had good weather Friday, Saturday, Sunday daytime. The weather's been good, but it's, it's going to turn a little bit. So it's been a good, successful opening weekend. And we're told there on the way down from Mayo, Storm Debbie is on the way in now at two o'clock tonight. That must be a nerve-wracking time for you. You're here two days and you're getting notifications to say a storm is coming. What do you have to, do you have to implement anything or what do you have to do different when a storm is on the way? Yeah, it's the worst thing in the world in our business, wind. It's the only thing that sort of puts fear into us, every operator that does this sort of job. Um, so tonight alone, we're going to have to take 11 of the car perspex and doors off just to let the wind blow through them, just to try and limit the amount of surface the wind can catch against. Wow, how long would that take? Uh, it takes about an hour, hour and a half. Okay, and is there somebody then on standby keeping an eye on it all night long? Yeah, yeah, we'd be here most of the night. And luckily enough, in the market, they have 24 hours security, so if we're not here, there's always someone at the end of a phone. I don't know how you sleep for the month of uh, December, because I'd say the pressure and stress you're under is, in, is insane. Yeah, it is, but once, once you get set up and everything gets flowing and going, you know, it's not too bad. Everyone knows their jobs. We have a relatively good team doing it. I'm very lucky in that sense. And it makes a big, big difference. Where are you from originally? Uh, it's a bit of a funny story. My mother is English. My father's from Scotland. But we moved to Bundoran when we bought the park there when I was like 10. So I've grew up in Bundoran since like 10, 11. Very good. What's your favourite thing about Bundoran apart from the park? It's a lovely place to live through the summer season. March to September, or April to September, it's a really nice place. The winter months are a bit dreary and a bit troublesome, but like, we, we are very lucky. We live right on the beach, so we wake up in the morning and we're looking out at the beach. And on a summer's morning when the weather is nice for the few weeks a year we get, you cannot be waking up and hearing the waves crash crashing in. So that makes it pretty special. Fantastic. Lewis, we've been good friends for years. I'd like to thank you for allowing us in here to the VAP car tonight. Thanks for looking after us so well and the very best of luck with the Christmas season. Yeah, no problem. Thanks very much, Alan, for that.
Joined now on the big wheel at the Galway Christmas Markets by Tony Cunningham. Tony, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. I'm terrified, but thank you. I, for people who don't know, you were shaking coming in here. You've yes. never been on a big wheel before? Never, ever. I'm absolutely terrified of heights. You're doing really well. Did you take anything before you came in? No, actually, I, I forgot it. I left it at home. I had a volume at home, but I left it. I completely forgot. You're doing mighty. You joined us at our live podcast in Cork, in the Cork Opera House. You sang a couple of songs, but one in particular, Somewhere in the Orange. It, it hit home. It went down very, very well, didn't it? Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. Zach Bryan, Something in the Orange. Just It's a song that came out of nowhere. And I just... Somebody asked me to play it once at a gig, and I didn't know it. Yeah and went home, learned it, and since then I've played it at every single show and then getting a chance to play it in the Opera House was just unbelievable. Tell us a little bit about Tony Cunningham then. How long have you been singing and where did you start? Where did it all start? I am originally from Tullamore in County Offaly and I moved to Galway about five years ago. I've been singing and performing professionally for about 17 years in a band called Blessed. And bought from Offaly and we've done... We kind of started off doing your little pub gigs and stuff and now it's kind of gone to a stage where we're the act that all the celebrities call when they want to go mad, if that makes sense. So we've done a lot of celebrity weddings, we've done shows for Mrs. Brown's boys, we've done kind of... That's literally the best I can say is that we're the ones, when you want to go mad, we're the ones you call. And um, Can you drop a few names then? Who's the celebrities? Well, we've done Catherine Thomas's wedding, we've done Lisa McHugh's wedding, we've done... Um, we did a couple of charity events for Rory O'Connor of Rory Stories and involved in that was all the Mrs. Brown's cast and <coughs> then we've done kind of... You've done Alan Clark? I've done Alan Clark, of course. Of course. <laughs> the big yes. news podcast. Big news podcast, which is only brand new for me, yeah. but I, I, as much as I appreciate it and hoping for much more. Were you on the TV at one stage? I was, yes. I was on a show on RT called Last Singer Standing and I came third on that and unfortunately due to a professionally trained singer I lost but that's that's RTE I guess what was that experience like that was fantastic that was fantastic it was it was a weird seeing how it's all made if that makes sense and seeing kind of like Nadine Coyle and Joy Fatone from NSYNC and Samantha Mumba how actually nice these people were and then just the production side of things where you have to kind of stop and start and you see a show that lasts an hour could take a whole day to film and it's the weirdest thing and it was cool because it was like a it was a singing show but you couldn't pick your key if that makes sense it was like you were given a given a song and you had to sing that song regardless of what key it was and if you mess up you mess up you can't start again you just do it and i ended up coming third with a song called the sound of silent or with zombie actually and awesome just awesome did that open any doors for you? It did, yeah. It made the price tag go up a lot, which was great. Um, but it did, yeah. Now I'm kind of playing all, literally all over the world. I'm headlining an Irish festival in Florida in March and then several more kind of over the course of the year. And this year already now I've done Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Croatia, Spain, Portugal, all of it. And of course, Alan Carr's or Alan Clark's big news. <laughs> well, if you're doing Alan Carr, you'll Alan be on Carr. another level altogether. Alan Carr, sorry, I'm sorry. I looked out for a second and I kind of got panicky. So what's the what's the dream then or what's the goal? The dream is just kind of, I'm, I'm living it, to be honest. I'm living it right now. I'm, I'm not into money or I'm not into anything like that. Just to be able to play music all over the world. That's what I've always wanted. And I'm doing that and I love it. Excellent. You're going to sing a song for us here today? Apparently. Right, you're, like, I was, I was worried there because when we go around down the bottom we can hear the music. So like, let's just fire it up and see can we get let's it. See can we, let's see what happens. Sure, hey, we're on a big wheel, live at the Christmas markets with Tony Cunningham. What song are you going to sing in? A bit of Picture This, I think. Christmas song with Picture This called This Christmas. Let's do it. Ooh. 
Is it warm where you are? Is the snow falling down? Is the fire burning beside you? Can you kindly gather around? Will you talk about old times? Will you drink a little wine? It's a beautiful time to make you mine Though I know it's not that easy I hope that you find love And all you're dreaming of This Christmas And I hope that you find peace And your mind is at ease This Christmas This Christmas And I want you here, my shining star From across the room, or a world apart well, I'll tell you, with a festive heart That I hope that you find love And all you're dreaming of This Christmas and I hope that you find peace And your mind is at ease This Christmas This Christmas I'm so scared <laughs> I hope that you find love And all you're dreaming of this Christmas, this Christmas. Well done. Do you know what? I got the hair standing on the back of my neck and I don't know if people at home watching this are going to have the same reaction. But you're looking out here at the Galway Christmas markets in a big wheel with Tony Cunningham singing a beautiful picture of this song. That was just a lovely, lovely moment. Oh yeah, see? And I'm not scared anymore. And you know what? I don't think you realise there at the top we got stuck at the top there for a few minutes and the oh, car the car started shaking. As we, everybody will see, will know, they'll rewind it, they'll realise my eyes were closed for a good good part of that song. But no, it's, I'm not scared anymore. I'm looking out and it's actually it's actually gorgeous. Well, the rain is kind of coming in a bit sideways on yeah, top of us here though, at the minute. Storm Debbie is on the way at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning. It is now quarter past 6, so we're trying to get in and out as quick as we can. You're heading off to a gig now. Where are you going? I am, yeah. I'm on my way to Nora Culligan's in Ennis in County Clare. Is that a good spot? Awesome, awesome. Just pure bopping, no matter what night of the week you go there, it's awesome. And is that, is that with Bless or a one-man gig? With Bless, yeah, me and a dude named Jason Lynch. Can't Very wait, good. can't wait. 90s dance shoes for a Sunday. How can people follow you online? You follow me, Tony Cunningham Official, on Facebook and Instagram, and Tony Cunningham Official on TikTok. Brilliant. Have you any dreams or aspirations to bring out your own songs, your own originals? Loads. I have loads. Go check, go look for it. Everything is on um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok and on Spotify. I have a full Irish album and about six original songs. I have a full album coming in January. So, Is that the long-term goal or are you happy doing the weddings and things oh, like that? Oh, no. The long-term goal is to stand on a stage and have a couple of thousand people singing my songs back to me, which someday will happen. Are you a Christmas person? Do you like Christmas? Love Christmas. Love Christmas. I actually wrote a song for Christmas a couple of years back and 
raised some money for um, a homeless charity in Galway when I got here, when I moved to Galway. So, Wow, uh, what's the name of it? It's actually called Homeless at Christmas. Beautiful song, it's available as well on all your streaming platforms. <laughs> what's your favourite thing about Christmas? It used to be the dinner. Yeah. Used to be the dinner, but then obviously, as you know, I had surgery to for the, for weight loss, and now I can't eat. But now it's just watching my son open his presents. Oh. That's just that the, just the look on his face when he comes down and he sees that. It's the look we had when we came down and the lights went on in the sitting room, and you notice that the corner is full of presents. What age is your son? He's going to be four in the four fifth of Jan fifth of December. He's going to be four. Did he tell you what he asked Santa for this year? Peppa Pig or Cocoa Melon? That's all I got. What's cocoa melon? Cocoa melon. I'm not explaining cocoa melon because I hate it. I hate it. And everybody listening to me right now with kids knows how much we hate cocoa melon. Go on, tell us a little bit about it for somebody who knows nothing about it. Tell us what it is. It's, it's a children's TV show thing that involves something called JJ. And JJ is a little child with a tiny little blonde curl in his face. And he is the single most annoying child. <laughs> And it's all, it's, a, it's an animated animated thing where they literally, it's, this thing has 40 seasons, about 20 episodes per season, and it's just JJ singing songs. And my God. So I, he has the singing bug already? Oh, I know every song on this guitar. Every Coco Melon song there ever was, I know on this guitar already because of him. So what are the Coco Melon toys then? Coco Melon toys is just JJ dolls and weird kind of number things. And just, he has it, for some reason, he has a bus that when you press the thing on the front of the bus, it just sings one of JJ's songs, even though JJ doesn't drive a bus, it's weird. Right. Yeah. And now you know my life. It sounds like the best contraceptive ever. Ha <laughs> you, ha! You would be very, very, very right. You'd be very right. No, I love it though, I love it. Just, and especially this year now, because he's old enough, he, like, he has autism, my little fella, and he's old enough now that he's starting to understand more. And he's starting to actually get excited. He sees Santa and he goes, oh my God, it's like him. Okay. And, Coco Melon now is kind of, it's turned Christmas. So he's starting to get used to now all the Christmas songs from Coco Melon and they're singing about opening presents and they're singing all the jingle bells and all that stuff. And now that's all he's singing. And like, it's weird, it's the weirdest thing and it's so funny with him. Like he, he's, he doesn't have a lot of speech, but he can sing you a full Ed Sheeran song in Japanese, which is hilarious to me. And I just, but I, he's just awesome, awesome. I hope the sound is okay here because every time we come around the bottom there's a music player and so all the screeching starts. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the But you're looking it's something a little bit different and that's somebody after shouting in brilliant singing. Yeah. So we're entertaining people here on the car as we Absolutely. go around. Absolutely. Absolutely entertainment. Have you time for one more? I do. Depends on what you want though. It's twenty past six. What time do you need to be on the road at? I don't well about seven o'clock I suppose. Okay, I'm looking for my next guest and I don't think my next guest is here, he just the next guest is Yes. Huh? Sure, will we do a little bit of one more? Yeah, we'll wait till we get out of this noise here, whatever's going on. Old Taylor back, Swift or, or Nicki Minaj going on here in the background. So we'll wait till we we'll wait till we get out of that. What are you? How are you getting on? Um, I, what are you going to sing for us? Should we do another bit of a Christmas song? Ah, sure, why not? Why not, sir? Will you do somewhere in the orange for people that weren't at the show? I, yeah. I you do don't that. have to do the whole thing, but you're banging out there and see how we get on. Shall we try? It'll be fine by dusk, light, I'm telling you, baby. These things eat at your bones and drive your young mind crazy. But when you place your head between my collar and jaw, 
I don't know much, but there's no weight at all. And I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. Cause if I say I miss you, I know that you won't. But I miss you in the mornings when I see the sun Something in the orange tells me when I'm done But to you I'm just a man, to me you're all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? I poison myself again, something in the orange tells me you're never coming home. I need to hear you say you've been waiting all night. This orange dancing in your eyes from bold light. Like that sound. Your voice only trembles when you try to speak Take me back to us dancing this woody used to creak but To you I'm just a man, to me you're all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? Poison myself again, something in the orange tells me you're never coming home. If you leave today, I'll just stare at the way the orange touches all things around. The grass trees in dew, how I just say to you, please turn those headlights around. Please turn those headlights. Sexy. Woo! Well done. Fantastic. Imagine that in the Cork Opera House with 600 lights on. It was just oh. a, a beautiful moment, wasn't it? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. God help the next one. <laughs> right. We're on the way down. We'll try and get you off this thing now in the next couple of minutes. Hopefully yeah. our next guest is here. Have you enjoyed the big wheel? I actually have. I actually have. I'm looking, like I said, I keep kind of glancing out and it's, it's, actually, it's actually gorgeous. And I haven't died, so I'm okay. Yeah, I saw you put up in your stories there earlier on. You said, I'm doing something tonight and I might die. And yeah. I'm here watching this going, Jesus, Tony. Yeah. yeah, no, that's just the level of fear that's been in me for the last 24 hours. Um, just for some reason, heights and bees. I, no. Heights and bees. Yes. Well, if a bee came in here now, it would be game over. If a bee came in here now, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be diving out with this thing. No matter, I'd be, do, you ever see, do you ever see Beverly Hills Cop where he's just yeah. jumping from one? That'd be me. Oh, yeah. The height wouldn't come into it. I'd be just, I'd be jumping. Would you go on a big wheel now again without yes. the commotion? Yes, I would. Yeah, I would. That's good. This has actually, actually like helped me a lot with this, so thank you. Right, that's a, yeah, that's a fear I'm conquered. I'm happy with that. Give High that. five. That. Yes. Right, now all we need is to get you into a uh, swarm of bees next. No. <laughs> yeah, like, a, like just a beard of bees. No, no. Tony Cunningham, thank you very much indeed for joining well us. You're some legend. We'll see you in Castlebar yes. on the 23rd of December. Yes, I can advertise that, can I? Well, we were keeping it a secret, but sure, we'll... Sure, look. Sure, look, it's Christmas. I might as well give people something to, something to look forward to. Yeah, very good. Tony, have a great gig tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely awesome. Thank you, sir. Our next guest now is the Mayor of Galway. We're absolutely privileged to have you here, Eddie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Helen. Yeah, great to be here. Have you been on the big wheel before? 
I've been on it once, I think, with my niece, Hayley, so yeah, I have. Very good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Eddie. So how did you get into politics, first of all? Politics was primarily for my family. My father was involved in Fine Gael. I came from a, a farming family in County Galway. My mother also, her family were from Castlebar, County Mayo, and um, like yourself. Yeah. And um, I think were I think my granddad was in, in class with Henry Kenny, who was a former minister and for, father of, Hen, uh, of Enda Kenny. So politics was in both sides of the family and naturally transitioned into that. We canvassed with a lot of candidates to my father's interest in the politics and then an opportunity came up in 19 um, and I availed of that opportunity and was lucky that the people of Galway elected me to represent them. Do you mind me asking what age were you in 19? In 2019 I was 31. Right, so very young. Young to represent, yeah, as a politician, but I think it's important to have young representation in the local um, authorities right across the city and county and the country. So yeah, I was daunting at the time, to be straight. The opportunity came up about, I'd say about eight weeks out from the election, one of the outgoing candidates who represented for nearly 15 years in the council, former mayor, decided to retire. And when he did, the opportunity came and within literally, I'd say three days, I was on election posters around Goa City and the election was very, very quick, eight weeks and um, was lucky, like I said, to be elected by the people of Galway City Central. I don't want to get I don't want to get too bogged down on the politics side of things, but are you nervous going into the next election? Next election's going to be a challenge. They always say your second election's a challenge because I suppose ultimately the first election people are going to give a young person a chance and opportunity and, and ultimately you're there to to deliver on that mandate. I got eight hundred and fifty three number one votes, I hope that I can build on it but um, it's going to be a challenge uh, obviously we're a party of government for the last nearly 15 years um, and it's it, it, being in government is challenging the cost of living various different things I think the government have done a good job in terms of addressing that um, but it is going to be a challenging election it is a local election um, I, any representations that I receive I make sure that they're addressed and dealt with and, and I do firmly believe I've delivered over the last four to five years and, and hopefully that will be um, reflected in, in, in the polling but look it's a, tip, it's a really difficult election I did say your second election is always a challenge you have to I suppose ultimately go out to the electorate what have I done what areas have I focused on and community development I know Bushy Park, for instance, or Newcastle looking for a community centre. We're a long way um, closer to getting a community centre and hoping to see something move on that early in, in, in 2024. And, and that, that's, a, that's a big okay. one, community, sports, infrastructure and things like that. I think Galway is in a good place in terms of that and as the last five years have, have shown that. When you're the mayor of Galway, do you actually get the opportunity, excuse my ignorance now and I'm not trying to catch out, do you actually get the opportunity to make change? It's not an executive function, but you do have a, 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 a closer relationship with the executive in the council. Being the mayor, you obviously chair the meetings, um, monthly meetings. You chair the, the corporate policy group meetings, which is the, of ultimately a meeting of the chairs of the various strategic committees. You, you, you chair the procedure. So again, you have a, a very close interaction with the executive. And yes, absolutely, I think um, while, OK, you don't have executive function, you definitely have a, a closer relationship with the executive and, and allowed to exercise certain change and uh, put your and your philosophy on the city which is which is a great thing to be able to do. Being a politician uh, is difficult and then being a politician online must be extra difficult like how do you deal with the online side of things and the, the comments? Online is a challenge and I suppose since I've gone into politics in, in, in 19 I manage it a little bit differently than I would have before. Facebook for instance versus X formerly known as Twitter or Facebook and, and Twitter are, are two different platforms and totally different audiences. 
Personally, I don't engage with, with negative trolls online. You do get it sometimes, and it's a certain type of post that will draw and attract a, a negative uh, response. But I, I tend just to block it out. If, 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 if I do get negative commentary, I'll shut those accounts down and make sure that uh, I, I don't engage with them. Personally, it's just I don't engage with them effectively. If they don't have their name to their, to yeah. their account, I, I don't think they deserve uh, a response. Um, I'm happy to interact and engage with, with anyone who's constructively criticised or disagree with me um, on a personal level or, or politically. I'll certainly actively engage in, in, in that forum because I think that's what politics is about. It's a democracy. It's about people having different opinions and sometimes you do have to compromise. But the types of negative publicity that we see online in terms of the negative trolling where people simply don't have a, an active account and are trolling, um, I just don't engage with it. I don't think they warrant it. I see a lot of, uh, I suppose, female politicians. Um, we see a lot now coming up up to our local elections in the last week I think we've had three Fine Gael colleagues who are stepping down from local politics and they cite personal reasons and other but I think the online challenge, uh, online activity and the, the, the trolls is a challenge for local government and I think it's a it's a concern because I think it's going to negate sort of good po good people getting involved in politics because it's definitely a drawback. Well, I'm just a content creator, Eddie, and there's days that I want to pack it all in and shut down the whole account and, and just switch it off. So being a politician must be ten times worse. But do you think is anything ever going to be done about these sort of online websites that are allowed to harbour trolls and, and give them a voice and give them traction? Like, is there anything... Like, I know in some countries they shut them down and, and that website isn't even allowed to be a website. Do you think is, is it ever going to get to the stage where we're going to be able to shut these down in Ireland? I think there are moves going. I think the COCO law is a good good law in terms of, uh, I suppose, negating their influence in terms of putting a uh, strict sentence in, in place for people that are engaged in sort of online trolling. And um, I think that's important. I think that's a good step. The Minister for Justice is very conscious of it. And there is lots of moves right through the House of the Shannon and the House of the Oireachtas to to, I suppose, ultimately crack down on that. I think the, the calls to effectively have photo ID and things like that, if you set up an account, I think is an important. We have the technology to be able to do that and I think we should use it and ultimately uh, put legislation in place that can be enforced. Um, and I think it will make for a much better online, online platform in terms of uh, engaging in proper political discussion. Yeah, it's difficult. Have you, ever, have you ever thought, like, you're a young man, you're a very handsome man, have you ever thought, do you know what, I don't know if I can stick out the politics or have you ever thought maybe, maybe I should look at something, doing something a little bit different? No, never have. I, I really do enjoy politics. I'm involved, like I said, actively as it was as a, as, a, as a representative of the local area for the last five years. I've enjoyed each and every day. It's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Um, but you have a great forum to effect positive change in the community and I think Ultimately, having that voice and being able to represent the community at large is, is, is something I like doing. As I said, I, I did it for years on the football pitch. I got great uh, satisfaction out of that. Um, I'm an accountant by trade, so we have a family practice as well. So it, it is busy to try and negate it. But yeah, look, I'm ambitious. I, I, I enjoy politics. I, um, I really, like I said, enjoyed the last four years. I've really enjoyed the first five months as mayor. Like Galway is a great city to represent. It's it's it truly has so much offering in terms of economic development, tourism, the arts, culture. It has has it all, and um, it's a great city to be able to represent and 
anything I can do to, like I said, affect positive change, I'll continue to do and I've no appetite to stop it right now. Let's get away from politics though and talk about Galway and the Christmas markets. Isn't it fantastic? And I, I was driving through here last night with a friend of mine and he said, oh Jesus, he said it's the first week in November and the Christmas markets are on. But like, isn't it great to see the, the hustle and bustle and the amount of people out and about, like there's no way this many people would have been out on a Saturday night in November without this uh, being here. Yeah, it's great to see even coming in tonight. It was like... Uh, a Saturday evening in Galway, it's Sunday evening in the middle of November and there's cars everywhere in the streets, there's people on bikes coming into the city centre to enjoy the Christmas market. It's brilliant to see, I'm delighted that it's here in November, that um, it's extended for January too. It's, it's lovely in here as a, <laughs> we're privileged to have a, a, such a good view to look out and see it. It's, it's Galway's a festival city and, and I think we bring the best out of our city when people are in good form and enjoying what our city has to offer and the Christmas market is just one great example. Are you a Christmas man? Do you enjoy Christmas? I love Christmas, yeah. yeah. Always like Christmas. Lovely time of year. As you start to get older you have a lot of friends away and they often come home and family gathers and it's always a nice time and Christmas really, really enjoy. And Christmas in your house next year is going to be a little bit different? It will, yeah. Hopefully because we'll have uh, Santa yeah. coming. The big man is going to be coming next year. Hopefully, yeah, that's, oh. the, that's the plan. So it's a really special time for myself and Pam. And uh, not this Christmas, but next Christmas, yeah. hopefully we'll have an extra, an extra addition to our house. Congratulations. Are you nervous about it? No, excited about it. Yeah, okay, I think good. it's a it's a really special time, and uh, myself and Pam are really really excited. Um, so really really looking forward to to the new arrival. And when the new arrival comes, do you think will you slow down a little bit? I think I'll have to. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. I think. Uh, <laughs> He or she won't be able to canvas anyways in June, I don't think, won't no. be ready for that. But, uh, and certainly won't be able to get you a vote either. <laughs> certainly not, but maybe in a few years' time. Yeah. But no, it's definitely going to be really, really exciting and really looking forward to it. It's a special time and uh, it's a really, really exciting time. And like you said, Christmas will be certainly different in 2024 in our house. I don't know how you do it, Eddie. Like, I'm not affiliated to any party, to be honest with you. Like, uh, per personally, as a citizen of Ireland, I'm a bit pissed off the way things are going at the minute. I'm a bit disillusioned by the, the ESB prices, the price of diesel and various things and landlords and rent and the whole thing. Like, and I don't really want to get into it here or, or beat you with it. But, I mean, you've got such a difficult job. I honestly just don't know how you do it. And I don't know why anyone would want to be in politics. Yeah, it is, it is a challenge and I said it previously, being in government is even a bigger challenge because simply you, you can't please everyone and um, being a populist opposition party you effectively can, 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 can put out promises that effectively can't be fulfilled and look, us as a government we won't say that everything can be delivered but we will say that we're managing the economy very prudently where there's a reserve there, a budgetary surplus and that surplus is there to bring down people's taxes, bring in the rent credit that's gone up this year, bring in a certain um, reduction of the of the tax bans to make sure that people are can earn like 18,000 without paying a penny of tax that can earn their first 42,000 in the 20%. So you effectively in Ireland can pay, yeah. you can earn 42,000 paying 9% income tax, which is, is a quite progressive tax system. Yeah, no, to be fair, it is. Yeah, it is, to be fair. I, I do acknowledge that cost of living has been a big, big challenge, the price of diesel, the cost of electricity. And it, it is, people are feeling it. And I, I can see it myself, our own utility bills, it, everyone is, is, is in the same boat, but what I would say is the government is doing everything in their power, like I said, to, I suppose, counter, in, counter the inflation, they, it's, and, 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 and I think they've managed it prudently, they haven't been, I suppose, 
haven't gone out and spent too much money that would impact and bring inflation back up. They've managed it brutally. We're in good hands with um, Pascal Dunham and Michael, Michael McGrath in terms of from a financial per, financial budgetary perspective and I think they've handled and managed it quite well. And um, again, on a, on a personal note, do you find it difficult to go out? Because as a content creator, I find it quite difficult to go out. Say in Galway on a Saturday night, I can guarantee you, I can put a hundred euro note with you right now that if I was out tonight at one o'clock tonight, some fellow will come up giving me shit and I in my hole. Do you find it difficult to go out and be able to switch off and be able to enjoy yourself as Eddie and not the mayor and not the politician? It can be, but I enjoy what I do. And right. to be honest, you probably never, as a politician, you very rarely switch off. Um, it's something that's one of those sacrifices, though, that people don't, I suppose, appreciate. Like that, you don't have you don't have a private life. You're not able to switch off. No, you don't. But I suppose going into politics, you ultimately, you know, it's you're going to be in the in the public eye, in the public domain. And yeah. what you do, you're there to, I suppose, solve issues. So you could be in a pub on a Saturday night, and someone could have something that they they bring to you. And it's not something that I'd be opposed to. I'd always be open to meet and talk to anyone because that same person mightn't see you from one end of the year to the next and when they do have an opportunity sometimes they like to engage with their public representatives. What I did say when I got into politics in 19 was that I'm very open, accessible and contactable so my phone, email, social media is always on I'll always respond irrespective of, like I said earlier whether I agree or disagree with yeah. you I'll certainly take an opinion and if I want to make a representation, representation for anyone in this city irrespective of what politics they are whether they agree or support me I'll do it and, and, and I'll continue to do it until the people of Galway say otherwise and to be fair I have to say as well I contacted you yesterday and said how are you are you around tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock and straight away you replied and said I'll be there so fair play to you yeah you have to be responsive like as I said I'm on active on Facebook social media Twitter and others and um, you have to be responsive something a lot of people might not know about you is you're handy with a football I played football I don't know how handy but uh, ah, I'm slowing down now. yeah played played with St Michael's had some great years with St Michael's played for over 20 years um, are you doing anything now Still playing a small bit. We're we're um, still playing a small bit of club. Played with the county for ten years. Won two Connacht titles and played with some some great players and um, like the likes of Porrick Joyce, Michael Meehan, some yeah. legends of the game. So it's proud to have said you've worn maroon jersey with those guys and made some great friends down the years playing county like. 2005 we won a Connacht minor title in Pierce Stadium Gary O'Donnell Garrett Bradshaw all those guys would have soldiered with them for years and good friends of mine and, and still converse and, 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 and interact with them so I think that's what sports is about you win your medals you lose finals but you make great friends Between football and politics you haven't had an easy life like you've had no life really because in football you can't go out drinking and having the crack and going off with the lads and then now you go into politics and you still can't do anything either like you're, you're a, a glutton for punishment I look football was my life for years I loved it look yeah. the days we had with St Michael's with Galway with, uh, you wouldn't take them back for the world to be isn't honest. it brilliant though because I even see uh, there's a young fella in our house at the minute and um, he's only 16 years of age and he's a friend of my uh, nephew and like he doesn't eat sweets he doesn't drink uh, fizzy drinks and like I'm, I'm watching him there eating a plate of broccoli and you, uh, you couldn't pay me to eat broccoli but he's just so invested in Mayo football wants to be on the Mayo panel and isn't that just such a lovely thing to see it's brilliant and I was the very same way myself when I broke in. I remember the first morning that Liam Salmon texted and said we have training um, at 10 o'clock on, 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 I think it was in, in Tume Stars pitch 
on a Saturday morning and like it's it's everything you dream of you ring your dad or whatever and your parents and you, you tell them in, in terms of uh, it's it's everything you dream of and I, I see it it's semi-professional and you get very little out of it but yeah. the memories that I took from it and to be honest it opened great doors like I was very privileged and lucky to punch his kit there and Mark Gibbs and DHK and um, I trained locally as an accountant and they were really really good to me in terms of allowing me to yeah. progress with my studies while also giving a commitment to, to go with GAA and uh, we, we, a, a, an employ every employer won't do that and I'm very grateful to them It's a pain in the hole to an employer to have somebody employed that's a, that's a county footballer because the amount of time off you need and the, the training and the matches and everything Yeah it's, it, it is because you're you're gone yeah. maybe at five in the evening you can have busy deadlines and things but like that, that, that's what employers are about and, and, yeah. and, and, and that's what makes Galway great we have great connections and great and, and, and like like the, the GEA, that's what it's about. It's about the community getting involved. And like I said, the sacrifices that the likes of an employer like Brunches and yeah. them made um, to allow me to, to to go along and also support my studies. And um, without that, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to play with Galway or give the commitment. So you have to acknowledge that and it's, it's brilliant. Final question, does the mayor have a driver? The mayor does have a driver, Kieran O'Mahony, uh, a gentleman. So uh, he calls up to the house and he collects you and he drives you around, drops you off to your, wherever you're going? Yeah, the mayoral secretary will give him the diary at, every week and he'll pick me up at my work or at my house. But he, a true gentleman, Kieran, yeah. And do you sit in the back or in the front? If I'm with Pam, I usually, the protocol is you sit behind the passenger seat and she sits behind the driver's seat. Wow. And usually if we're travelling long distance on my own, I'll travel. I'll travel in the back because I can do some work myself right. or if it's around the city I'll usually sit in the front and we'll have a bit of a chat and read over the speaking points and that uh, to make sure we're we're on point It's very fancy it's like something you'd see on the TV like isn't it Do you ever sit in the back and you're there in the back with your chains on and you have a driver saying to yourself feckin' hell how did this happen yeah, sometimes you do wonder. Yeah, like it's 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 a prestigious role to be fair, but sometimes very proud that number one, the eight hundred and fifty three people that support me, but my colleagues unanimously support me, all eighteen colleagues right. um in Goa City Council support my nomination. So that's I was very privileged to write across party to get their support and yeah, you'd pinch yourself sometimes like this chain has uh, pa uh, Joseph F. Costello 1937 was the first man to wear this chain very few have worn it like he wore it I think for 14 years consecutively when he when he was uh, first elected um, no fair play to Eddie so it, there's a lot of history uh, resting here and yep. it's something I don't take lightly and when I go out to do functions be it here or, or anywhere I'm, I'm representing the people that served before me but also my colleagues but the people of Galway collectively my family as well I really appreciate your time I really do now thank you so much indeed for coming in as I said to you it's not I'm not really into politics but I've really enjoyed the chat I've enjoyed your, your honesty and your openness and I've enjoyed your enthusiasm I'm going to give you another privileged uh, position now that we get about 20,000 downloads a week we've we've I think 40 or 45% of our listeners are in Galway. So, you have 30 seconds. Why should the people of Galway vote for Eddie Hoare in the next election? Go. I'm looking forward to running as Mayor of Galway City for election on June 7th, 2024. I think I'm a very open-minded, honest public representative. I represent the people of Galway City Central and the wider Galway City as their mayor I think over very very well and effectively over the course of the last number of years. I work very well with the councillors themselves and with the executive. I've built up a very good working relationship. Started a lot of key infrastructural projects that I hope 
have started over the course of my first term that I'll be able to progress and deliver over the course of my next term and I think the people of Galway if they vote for Eddie Hoare in June 2024 they know what they'll get they'll get an honest representation like I said looking forward to representing the people again over the course of the next five years and hope that you put your trust in me to, to be your representative Good man you're out of time Eddie I can tell you one thing if the politics doesn't work out you'd have a, you'd have a career in radio because you're never stuck for words yeah, I did, it, I did a bit with Galway Bay actually did on you? the sports side, but to be honest, as I said, I love doing it with Ali. We we, we we did the commentary for the All Ireland Galway versus Kerry. Oh, fair play. Just time, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, listen. I'm too much on. And we're out of time. Eddie, thank you so much. Thank I really you appreciate yeah, you coming absolutely. in. Absolutely. And thank you for your time and the very best of luck with everything. Because uh, politics aside, I know you, I've met you at a few events, and you're an absolute gentleman. And thanks for your time. Thanks, Ellen. Same to yourself, gentleman as always. Delighted to be joined now on the big wheel here in Air Square by Aidan Tierney. You will know him as Tierney Talks. Aidan, thanks for coming out on such a cold evening. Thanks for having me, Alan. Always uh, good to see you. Hope you're keeping well. I sure am. We've a bit of a storm on the way in in the next couple of hours. Uh, this wheel would probably want to pack up in a few <laughs> hours' time because it's actually a red warning. And all my kids are worried about it. They're hoping school is going to be cancelled. So They'll all be listening to Galway Bay FM in the morning to see if it's closed or yeah, what schools are closed. Yeah, I think so, but uh, sure, look, it uh, hopefully won't come too bad. I want to tell an interesting story before we start. I used to be the breakfast show presenter here on Galway Bay FM and me and you uh, were friends. And one morning when Mayo won the league, yeah. I rang you and I said, Aidan, come here. We have to do a bit of a piss take here the next morning because there was so much rivalry. My co-presenter, Ali Turner, was a big uh, Galway man. I was a big Mayo man. And we used to wind up the listeners so much with the rivalry between Mayo and Galway. And there is that. And I don't know if it's between any other county, but the rivalry between Mayo and Galway is something else, isn't it? Yeah, it's savage rivalry. But, you know, it's, it's a good rivalry. There's nothing wrong with rivalry, you know. It doesn't get overly personal or it doesn't border on hatred. But, you know, look, when both teams go at it and loads of my friends from AO and they're great people but you know there's nothing you love more than getting one over on them you know <laughs> to be honest but yeah what part of Galway are you from uh, originally a place called Killer Aaron, just about three miles outside Tune but I'm living here in the city the last 10-11 years so um, and the morning that uh, Mayo won the league we were in at seven o'clock that morning I think I texted you that evening and I said how are you fixed for doing a bit of now, what people don't know about this is we did this completely live. Yeah. I had the sound effects in the studio and you were walking from room to room. So what we did was you pretended to be Michael Commons. So for people who don't know, Michael Commons is a famous broadcaster in Mayo. Yeah. He's basically Mr. Midwest Radio. If anything ever happened to Michael Commons, there would be a national day of mourning. <laughs> that's for sure. And then you were, we, we met out that Michael Commons was above in coppers. And he was going from room to room, right? Yeah. And every time, every room he went into, the music changed. Yeah. But you know what happened that morning, Aidan? It was too good and people didn't know that it was a piss take. It did. I remember that. I, I was upstairs in the house and I, I was literally on the phone uh, getting the kids ready for school. It was like half seven in the morning, quarter to eight. And I was literally walking from one bedroom to another, closing the door, pretending I was in coppers. And I knew you had the dance music going in the background. Yeah. And I remember thinking, Jesus, proper techno. This guy yeah, has the <laughs> tunes on. So I was there, Michael comes, uh, hello there, uh, we're here now in Coppers, and uh, Chase is the Mayo lads are gone mad, so there, and uh, John Mahan is in here, he's the top taken off, and it just was going crazy, and then I was meeting James Horn, and James was like, oh, yeah, Michael, whatever, we're, uh, yeah, yeah, see you later. And uh, it, it just, I remember that sketch, and it was brilliant, like... Uh, and do you know what else? There was a viral video at the time of Aidan O'Shea and a few lads singing, That's and fine. you walked into another room, and you said, oh, Aidan O'Shea now is going to clear the place, he's after singing a rendition of Oro oh, the Rattling Bog. Yeah, I think, was it a Garth Brooks song he oh, sang? Right, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. remember saying the bouncers are after getting 
the, the bouncers are asked to get Nade and O'Shea in to, to try and clear the place, singing a few songs. So, um, but I do remember that sketch, and I remember listening back to it, and I said it sounded great, like because that, that was raw, live. There was yeah. no editing. There was no take twos. It was. It's still on YouTube, so I'm going to try and dig it out, and we might play a clip of it here, and whatever whatever it's called on YouTube, I'll share it on my social media. No, there's great, great excitement here, and, uh, you know, there, there, was, there was a bit of a kerfuffle, I think, a few of the Dublin uh, players um, <laughs> might have come in during the, the early hours, but uh, we, we got through it. Okay. You know. Is there anyone there we can talk to this morning, Michael? Anyone uh, from the Mayo team or anyone? Yeah, well, hold on. Uh, uh, James Horton is actually here beside me. Jim, we'll uh, put on uh, James. Uh, wow, the okay, Mayo manager is here, which is fantastic. I didn't think... Quarter past eight in the morning. Well, I suppose if you are the manager yeah, of the team, you can only... Down the pint there. Down the pint. Okay, let's... let's... Uh, uh, James, good morning. Ooh. Oh. Um, can, um, can you hear us, James? Yeah. Look, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, it was a hell of a game. Um, look, it, we're, we're not getting carried away. Um, you know, look, it, we, we've... Uh, we, we've lots to work on. Um <laughs> But, uh, right. look, you know, all I, all I want to say is we're, we're having the open top bus at 5 o'clock uh, this evening uh, in, in McHale Park. Um, the goal challenge is going to be Wednesday, uh, back in McHale Park under lights. Um, yeah, yeah, well, there's no need for lights, James, at 5 o'clock now. All the schools. Um, He's yeah, still in wintertime as well. Yeah. Yeah. The clock's changed at the weekend. James, put us back on to Michael there, good man. Yeah, whatever. He's warping there uh, this morning, isn't he? Well, there's, there's a great man here beside me, John Mahan. What I loved about it was Michael Commons then came on his Facebook and said, uh, what did he say? The lads made a right job of me down in Galway Bay FM. <laughs> uh, Michael's a great sport. Like, he, he does take it in good spirits. Um, you know, I, I regularly get messages on Facebook or tags, you know, if I do a video and somebody will tag Michael Commons and he'll message or uh, Tierney the Fecker down there is after making a right go of me. And, you know, but look at it, it's, it's a bit of banter, it's a bit of fun. Michael Commons is the reason I was in radio because I was working in CRCFM as a young lad, I was 15 or 16 and he texted into the radio one day, or no, he rang in, yeah. he rang into the radio one day and he said, tell that young fella he's a mighty bit of stuff yeah. and he drove me on and kept me in radio. Uh, so he's an absolute gentleman. Yeah. So, you do a few impressions on the side. I do the odd one, yeah. Um, I suppose I'm known. People kind of say, oh, that's your man that does GA voices, but yeah. I do more than that. I do politics, I do soccer, I do lots of different rugby, but I suppose it's the GA ones that got me known initially. And look, at it, it was a total fluke how the whole thing happened. Um, when, when did it start? I suppose as a young fella, I used to do a bit. You know, I remember in primary school. You know, or even my cousins, you know, we'd always be imitating our relations and I suppose insulting them more, <laughs> more than imitating. And there was a bit of that in school, there was a bit of cop, you know, but nothing more, just, you know, your typical village idiot stuff. And uh, as I got older, I got more voices and again, nothing out of the ordinary. And then I suppose, I don't know, I, 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 somebody said to me, I was at a stag party and I did a load and they videoed it and I said, geez, you should go to a studio, you should definitely. And, then between the, the jigs and the reels, I ended up going in with Ollie Turner and Gala Bay, recording a few bits, and I hadn't a clue, like, I genuinely not a breeze. All I knew was voices, you know, the concept of comedy and delivery and all that. I suppose that, that you figure that out pretty quickly. And then I, I was in Dublin the morning of the hurling final in 2015, we're in the Boar's Head in Capel Street, and I went up and did a blast of voices. Uh, unknowns to me, it was videoed, it went online, the whole thing went viral. And it, that's just really where it kind of went from there. And you've had huge success. You've been on like the yeah. RT sports shows and all that. Yeah, yeah I, I was on up for the match um, a number of years ago. I've been on the pitch in Crow Park for three All-Irelands in a row. 
Uh, it's probably the only way I'll get onto the pitch for <laughs> final. But uh, I did the halftime entertainment for two and the pre-match for one, so that was unique. Like I mean, you're literally eighty thousand people. Yeah. Um, Will you do a few for us today? Yeah, sure, might as well. Yeah. We, we'll have to knock a few out now before Storm Debbie comes. Oh, She's yeah. on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with uh, let's let's go, come away from politics because we had the mayor in here for a while and we're exhausted from the politics yeah. from now. So let's start with Chris Eubank. Tell us, uh, does Chris Eubank know Conor McGregor or, or, or did they get along? Well, first of all, let me say this: that if Mr. McGregor was in this beautiful VIP carriage, as you would say. Let's just say that one of us would be going out there before we get to the bottom. What about... Let's come back home then and do Michael Commons, the man that got me into radio. Uh, hello there. Uh, we hope you're all having a great night out there. And uh, I just want to say a special hello to Patsy and Josephine down there in Brickens outside Irish Town. And the message is we had a great night down there for the 90th birthday. And uh, we'll hopefully see you in a few weeks' time for the funeral. Oh, look who's after landing now. Back into the politics again, Leo Varadkar. Um, first of all, I would just like to say um, it's a huge privilege uh, to be here tonight. Um, I would like to make a formal announcement that um, these carriages uh, here at the Big Wheel, uh, we are actually turning these into uh, accommodation pods uh, for um, asylum seekers, uh, refugees, uh, Ukrainians. Um, uh, it's a room with a view, I'm sure you'll all agree. And... Um, even the Christmas market down there, uh, the cabins, shops, uh, will also be converted into um, short-term accommodation, uh, which means uh, 10 years. Do you think that's wise? Do you think it, it's a good move? Um, I suppose these are extraordinary times uh, we're in. So um, I know Sinn Féin are going to give everybody free houses, so uh, we just decided we'd get in there first. Mr. Pascal Donoghue, what do you think of the whole turning the carriages into rooms? Yes, thank you. I'm delighted to say that as part of the energy crisis this winter, we have decided to announce a special supplementary budgetary measure for those people who are facing the energy crisis and quite simply those people who are feeling cold can now simply identify as warm. And finally, Pat Spillane, what's your view on things at the moment? Well, look, you know something, guys? This is a serious, serious big wheel. There's no getting away from that. Looking out there, I look down there, I see Roscommon, I can see Mio, I can see Claire over there over Gonna Bay. If I look out the other side, if you look far enough, you can see out as far as New York. But you know something, guys? The Christmas markets here in Galway, these are serious operators. I mean, there's stalls, there's everything from hot dogs, from Christmas decorations, from Christmas lights, there's a beer tent down there, there's decorations, there's everything. Do you know something, guys? Well done. Thank you very much. Aidan Tierney, where can people follow you online? Uh, on the internet, as the man says. <laughs> um, yeah, look at that. Twitter, Tierney Talks, and Twitter and Instagram, and uh, Facebook, if there's anybody old enough to still use that. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be, as you know, Alan, the biggest uh, oversharer online. Um, What's your favorite platform? If a video goes, it's funny, uh, Twitter probably, if you do a video that gets a big kind of a reaction, maybe with some famous kind of hitters, uh, your more local organic platforms, probably Facebook, but the one that gets the biggest a lot is WhatsApp, you know, and I know you can't track that, but I mean, if you'd send out a video on WhatsApp, it can go to your, my uncle in England, 
uh, within a minute and it's in America or it's in Australia like it's I'll know. tell you a really interesting story we were down in Belmullet doing a gig with Cowboy Kelly yeah. and when you walked out uh, onto the stage and you looked at the audience and you said to yourself this audience isn't an Instagram audience and it's not yeah. a TikTok audience it wasn't until that moment we realised yeah. This is a WhatsApp audience. WhatsApp, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Never underestimate. And I know people say, oh, you can't monetize it. And I suppose in the early days when I started out this crack, everybody's a little bit obsessed with likes and hits. And, you know, you want to get so many thousand likes and so many thousand shares or, you know, 100,000 views, you know. But, like, that's all nonsense. Like, to me, if I do a clip or a video, I'm more worried about, is it good? Do I think it's good? Is it funny? Is the quality there? And if I'm happy with it personally, the likes and the shares, whether they're good, bad or indifferent, I don't really care about it. You know, to me, if it's a good clip, that's all that really matters. Is Micheál Omar Hurtig still a successful voice? Well, no, the first thing I would say, Micheál Omar Hurtig's voice is very recognisable even to this day. I think Micheál is probably 93 now, I think. Yeah. And, uh, oh, huge, absolutely massive. And uh, I remember I did a video for his birthday, his 90th birthday, which I think was three years ago. And I got a call, it's a true story, from an unknown number and I rang it back. And it was his son. And I said, Jesus, this now could be a bit of, what are you doing saying about my father? Like, you know? But I know he was, he was chuffed with it. Like, and he said, like, look, my dad just loved the video you did. Uh, I dressed up a little bit as Michal Farage and he, he said they, they loved it. And he said, people come to the house, oh, show him the clip. This is very good. You know, and Brilliant. nice little touch, I thought, you know, he didn't have to do that, but... Uh, I've had the privilege to meet him a few times, and he's, I should look at he, he's a the legendary, he's an icon, you know. Yeah. Is that one of the most kind of, um, is that one of the, the nicest moments of your career as an impressionist? Yeah, well, would you believe, like, one of the best bits of it is, I, and this sounds very cliche, but I genuinely have gotten to meet so many, like, great people. Um, a lot of the characters that I do, um, you know, I'm quite friendly with them now. I know them. I I meet them. Um, we message each other, and they're they're just great people. And these are people that I would have looked up to, say if they were GA players, you know, that I would have, if I saw them out, I'd be like, geez, I'd love to go and say hello to your man. And whereas now, just you know, look at, I've just gotten to know them. And so, are you friends with Leo Varadkar now? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm friends with him, but I've, <laughs> I've met him a couple of times. Do you have his phone number? I don't. No. Oh, okay, okay. No. No. Um, uh, very good. no. That's parliamentary privilege. Um, <laughs> no, but. What about Mayor Eddie Hoare? Can you do? Can you do an impression of him? Uh, I probably could, but uh, I'm living up near the Hoare, so I, I'm well out. <laughs> I'm well outnumbered now, so I am. So I, I, I better pick my battles there. Oh, we'll leave that one alone. Aidan Tierney, thanks a million for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me. We've come down off the big wheel because it was a bit loud up there, it was getting a bit cold and a bit windy and we have a very special guest, an international superstar who needs all the respect in the world. So we've decided to come down to a quiet street here in Galway with beautiful Christmas lights. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Santa Claus. Santa, you're very welcome to Galway. I am and I'm here very early. You sure are. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Why wouldn't I? I, I mean, I've been out there in Elftown. Yeah. Because I, 60 of my best elves have been building a beautiful castle yeah. in, in Elftown. I've been out to have a look at it, Santa, and there's four floors, four buildings. Even Jack Frost is going to be out there this year. <laughs> Absolutely, Jack Frost. And uh, you need to be wrapped up well when you go to his house. All his furniture is made from ice. It is not. Beds. Actual ice. Chairs. Tables. Everything. And you might even get to lie in Jack Frost's bed. 
You are joking me. <laughs> oh my he God. Knows. You're a busy man. So you're going to be at Elftown now for the rest of Christmas from the, right. 20, from the 24th of November. Yes, yes. All the way up to Christmas Eve. Or no, the 23rd. The 23rd. Because I have to go back up to the North Pole yeah. for Christmas Eve and, you know, load up the sleigh and the elves are working hard on it up there. Yeah. And then I have to go all over the world. And what a lot of boys and girls don't know is that you have a factory here at the Galway Racecourse. Oh, I have. I have. And, and the other thing is, when, when, when the children come to see me, and they're all coming, when they come to see me, I send them out an invitation and they get a golden ticket. Wow. And that golden ticket brings them to Elftown. And once they get to Elftown, they have so much to do. Yeah. Jack Frost's house... They'll meet Mrs. Claus and they can decorate their own cookie. Wow. Yes, yes. She's working away there in the kitchen. And we have, oh, Prancer and Dancer. Are they coming here with you too? They're here already. No way. They came down, you see, because coming from the North Pole, the sleigh wasn't loaded up. So just Prancer and Dancer were enough for it to fly here. And wow. they'll meet all the children as well. You'll meet them there in their stable. Right. You're going to have a great time at Elftown. <laughs> and tell me this and tell me no more. If I was to name some of my friends, would you be able to tell me if they're on the naughty list? I would. Well, if I was to name, let me see, um, Kieran O'Malley. Is he from Limerick? No, the Kieran O'Malley now, he's originally from Mayo. That's oh, not, that, not that one. The Bunny oh, Conlon, Kieran yeah. O'Malley. Yes, yes, he is. He's on the naughty he list. No, no, he's on the oh, good list. Oh, he's on the good list. And, and, and you're on the good list. Oh, well, I'd want to be. Yes, Very yes, good. you are indeed. And, and, in fact, I have an invitation here for you. Ah, stop it. Yes. What's this? Right. Yes, and you have a look at that now. Right. And, and, and Hang, on. Hang on, now, you hold that. You hold that, Santa. I'll hold this. I'll open this. Wow. And read that invitation. So I've got a golden uh, ticket. Yes, you have a golden ticket. Right. Your journey begins here. Now read it out. Right, OK. You're putting me on the spot now. You're putting me on the spot. Read out this invitation. Your journey That's through That's your Elftown. map All to right. right, let me have a quick All look through way. this. Right, so let's have a look at the map. We've got the Elftown experience, reindeer, Jack Frost, entertainment area, check-in, parking, exit. It's all happening there. Oh my God! And, and, and me! Oh, you're going to be there. I'm going to be right, there. Right. Okay. And when they have all that done, they come to me, meet me in my grotto, a private meeting, and we wow. can have a chat. Okay. Yes. I have one more and thing in here that I have to open. Wait a second now. Wait a second. Now we're sucking diesel. Is this your writing? That, it is. That's my writing, and wow. that's my invitation to you. Right. Because you've been a good boy. Well, let's read it out then, dear Alan. I'm writing to you from my snowy home here in the North Pole. Both myself and Mrs. Claus and all the elves have had our feet up enjoying a well-earned break after the last year. We certainly need the rest after such a busy Christmas. But the rest is now over uh, for me and my elves. I've got some very exciting news to tell you. I've set up my team of elves at, the Go at Galway and they're there now putting the finishing touches and getting ready for Christmas. Isn't it just wonderful news? <laughs> huh? It's mighty. And I'm here now. You're here now. You're here early, especially for yes. the Big News podcast. We can't wait to get back to Elftown this year. Now, would you like to hear some more really exciting news? It's getting better. Yes. Well, here we go. I'd like to invite you to come and see Elftown this Christmas and, of course, Mrs. Claus and the elves. Uh, with so much for you to see and do, it'll be great fun. 
please find enclosed a golden ticket for you and one more person. So I get to bring somebody with me. You do indeed. Wow, who will I bring with me? Who will I bring? Well, uh, it has to be somebody good. Somebody, oh. Who has been good. Right, hang on now a second. Can, well, can, I, can I whisper to you? Yes. Yes, yes. Is he good? Yes, absolutely. All right, very good. Okay, right. That's it. And, Stuart and Miles is coming with me, so he was a good boy. <laughs> yes. And do you see this here? What's this? This is the Santa's toy coin, a golden toy coin. Now, when you come, I'm giving this to you now because you've been so good. What do I do with this? Uh, when you... All the children, when they come to me, yeah. I'll give them a golden toy coin. Wow. And they can pick out any present that they want out of the toy shop. Any present they want. Amazing. Anything. Right. And do I get... To, oh, yeah. And you can pick one out too. So I, give it, I hand in the coin and I get a present? Yes, absolutely. Wow. And, fantastic. But you can pick your own present. Right. Right, that's fantastic. I'll be out there on the 24th of November. Thank you so much. Elf Town, believe in the magic. Tell me... Elf Town at the Galway Racecourse. At the Galway Racecourse. How is Mrs. Claus? How is she keeping? She's keeping great. Right. She's keeping great. And she's, she's resting a fair bit now. And she's getting ready for the big rush. Right. Coming up to Christmas. Yeah. You know, and she'll be here from the 24th. Yeah. She'll be here every day right up until the 23rd. And she'll come back to me to the, with the North Pole then. Isn't it interesting how you've a factory here in Galway at the Galway Racecourse? Of course we have. Is that for tax reasons? Is it a tax? Is Ireland no, a tax no, haven? No, no, no. We have, we have the, it here for the Irish children. Oh, right. We have, I have a team of elves all in different places. Oh, I get and you And they're now. working hard. Right. Yes, and we, look at... And you've brought 60 elves from the North Pole to Galway. To build Elf Town. Wow. It's a magical castle. It sure is. And when you come through that castle door, you're in a wonderland. Tell me this now, in 2023, is the naughty list getting bigger or smaller? No, I have to be honest. Yeah, that, but that's what we want, honesty. Yeah, it's... It's getting smaller. Ah, that's good. So the children are being really good. Right. Yes. And, you know, if the children are good, they're on a winner. That's it. Yeah, and go to bed early. Yeah. Don't forget to go to bed early. Because if I arrive and there's some children up, Mm. I have to keep going. Yeah. Because we're so busy all over the world. You're looking very fit as well, I have to say, Santa. Were you on the treadmill or what were you doing? No, I was training. Were you? I was training with, with... Oliver Elf. Right. He's my sp- my personal trainer. And, and what kind of training do you do? Is it Pilates or yoga? Well, uh, a bit of everything. And running. A running? Oh, yes, right. yes. And I, I ride the reindeer sometimes. <laughs> Very good. Up on their back and we go for a spin. Very good. Yes. What do you think? Isn't Galway looking fabulous? You've been oh, around here and you've been wonderful. up and down the town. And all these beautiful lights. Yeah. And, and everything in Elf Town is so magic. Yeah. You know, and... Galway's a great place. Isn't it a mighty outspot? coming back every year. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I suppose Ireland has become a, a lot easier for you now since we brought in the old postcodes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because the children put the postcode on the letter. Yeah. And then we make less mistakes. I know. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. Santa, did, thanks a million. Did you tell me your postcode? I did. I did. Okay. I, like, when, I wrote you, when I wrote to you a few weeks ago, yes. I put it on. Ha <laughs> ha, sure, yeah. that's it. Did you get my, did you get my present? I did. All right. Now, you have to wait until Christmas Eve. Right. And see, I'll do my best. If I stay good between now and Christmas Eve, you'll deliver. I'll deliver. I'll be at your house. Good man yourself. Good man. Yes.
<laughs> Fair play to you. Right, Santa, the very best of luck this year out in Elftown Thank with you. your elves and Jack Frost and Mrs. Claus and yes. the reindeers. Yes. Are they on a special diet or anything? What do you feed them? No, they're not on a special diet. They, they have hay and they'll have, they'll have some nuts. Right. And look at... They're very well looked after. I have no doubt. Yeah, and they all line up, you know. They all want to come to Galway. I'd say so. But this year, it's Dancer and Prancer. Yeah. And isn't it a pity that Galway races aren't on? I'd say they'd love to get involved in that. I'd say they'd give, they'd give some of the horses a run for their money. They, well, some of them would anyway. I'll tell you, Rudolph, with his nose, he, he can fly it. You'd spot him a mile away. You would, you very would, good. you would with his right nose. Brilliant. Santa Claus, thank you so much. You've been the biggest superstar I've ever spoken to on the podcast and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here today. Well, thank you and ho, 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 ho. Would you ever bring me to the North Pole? Yes. Would you? Not this year. Okay. Next year. Right. During the summer, maybe, when you're, when you're less busy. Uh, no. Why? The summer, I'm on holidays. Right. Oh, you want me to go working? Yes. Making toys? Yes. I, I want to relax when I get there. Well, in summertime, I'm relaxed. Right, okay. And, and sometimes I go to beaches. Okay. And uh, in a warm place. So, is there's, it, a, there's a place outside Galway. Where? Salt Hill. I've been there. Oh, you spend during, your summer there? During the summer. Right, very good. Oh, yeah. It'd be a bit like a J1, so, in the North Pole. I'd be up there making toys for you, and you'd be down here in Salt Hill sunning yourself. That's it. But Mrs. Claus would be with me. <laughs> very good, very good. Is there any... Is there any single female elves up there? Well, there's lots of elves up there. Is there any that would... Well... I have the height for it. You have. Yeah. You, ha- you have, but you might be big even. Oh, I'd be to too big for that? Ah! Oh. Is, is there any lady elves up there that like a tall man? Yes, I would say so. Right, good man. I would say so. We'll talk after this. We'll Santa wait. Claus, thanks a million. You need no to head to Elftown this year. You'll get your VIP ticket. You'll get your golden coin. And it's all happening at the Galway Racecourse. But as I said earlier in the podcast, you need to book it early because it sells out every year. Whatever date you're thinking of, whatever time you're thinking of, I guarantee you it's going to be gone by the time you get onto the website. And so elftown.ie. And Santa will be here. I'll be there. Ho, 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 ho. Where are you heading now? Are you heading to Anpukon? I'm, I'm, I'm going down there, well, just for one. Just for one. What's your favourite drink? Uh, well, I like, I like a pint. Right. A pint of orange. Oh. Well, I'm driving, you see. Oh, OK. The sleigh. Right. But, so, uh, but on, I'd often leave a little can of, can of Guinness out oh, for you now. Oh, yes. You like that? Well, I could have one. Right. I could have one. But then don't forget, I'm driving. OK. And those, those air police... They're deadly. Are they? They are. Right. They are. And what will I leave out for the reindeers? Oh, carrots. And I'll tell you a good thing about the carrots. If you leave carrots out, they love carrots. Mm. But when I give them the carrots outside your house or or the children's house, they start eating them. Yeah. And then they drop bits of carrot on the ground. So if if the children wanted to go out, and you do it too, check on Christmas morning. Are there any bits of carrot on the ground? Okay. And if there are, that's where the reindeers were eating them. Wow. They're messy eaters. They're messy eaters. So you've heard it here first. It's probably safer to leave a glass of milk and cookies out for you. Oh, yes. Yes, I love that. Okay. So milk, cookies and carrots for the reindeers. Of course, I'm not allowed to eat any cookies. Well, I was going to say, you're looking very trim. Until Christmas Eve. Then oh. I, Mrs. Claus will let me eat. Om nom nom, you stock up on them then. That's right. Very good. All right, yes. Santa Claus, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and we'll see you in Elftown on the 24th of November. You will. Yes, Alan. Give we'll us an old ho, ho, ho there before we go. Ho, 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 ho. 
Hello, big news listeners. It's Santa here. I've got my own big news that I'd like to share with you. I'll be at Elf Town in Galway from Friday, November 24th. In case you didn't know already, Elf Town is Ireland's most entertaining and interactive experience at the Galway Racecourse. It's where children receive a written invite and a golden ticket from me by post to visit Elf Town. So, please come to visit me, Mrs. Claus, my adorable reindeers, my hard-working elves, Jack Frost, and many more. Get your golden ticket now at elftown.ie. See you at Elf Town. Ho, ho, ho! Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let BRB Homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie